Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Instagram. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show and use an iPhone, please write us a review on the Apple Podcasts app. Also, share it with a friend. This episode is supported by Sunny Hammock Naps. Tonight, we'll be reading the opening to the fantastic classic Madame Bovary. It was the debut novel of French writer Gustave Flaubert, published in 1856. Madame Bovary lives beyond her means in order to escape the banalities and emptiness of provincial life. A seminal work of literary realism, the novel is now considered Flaubert's masterpiece and one of the most influential literary works in history. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Part 1, Chapter 1 We were in class when the headmaster came in, followed by a new fellow, not wearing the school uniform, and a school servant carrying a large desk. 
Those who had been asleep woke up, and everyone rose as if just surprised at his work. The headmaster made a sign for us to sit down. Then, turning to the classmaster, he said to him in a low voice, Monsieur Roger, here is a pupil whom I recommend to your care. He'll be in the second. If his work and conduct are satisfactory, he will go into one of the upper classes, as becomes his age. The new fellow, standing in the corner behind the door so that he could hardly be seen, was a country lad of about fifteen and taller than any of us. His hair was cut square on his forehead, like a village chorister's. He looked reliable, but very ill at ease. Although he was not broad-shouldered, his short school jacket of green cloth with black buttons must have been tight about the armholes and showed at the opening of the cuffs red wrists accustomed to being bare. His legs, in blue stockings, looked out from beneath yellow trousers, drawn tight by braces. He wore stout, ill-cleaned, hobnailed boots. We began repeating the lesson. He listened with all his ears, as attentive as if at a sermon, not daring even to cross his legs or lean on his elbow. And when, at two o'clock, the bell rang, the master was obliged to tell him to fall into line with the rest of us. When we came back to work, we were in the habit of throwing our caps on the ground so as to have our hands more free. We used from the door to toss them under the form so that they hit against the wall and made a lot of dust. It was the thing. But whether he had not noticed the trick or did not dare to attempt it, the new fellow was still holding his cap on his knees even after prayers were over. It was one of those headgears of composite order in which we can find traces of the bearskin, shako, billycock hat, sealskin cap, and cotton nightcap, one of those poor things, in fine, whose dumb ugliness has depths of expression, like an imbecile's face. Oval, stiffened with whalebone, it began with three round knobs, then came in succession lozenges of velvet and rabbit skin separated by a red band. After that, a sort of bag that ended in a cardboard polygon covered with complicated braiding, from which hung, at the end of a long, thin cord, small, twisted gold threads in the manner of a tassel. The cap was new. Its peak shone. Rise, said the master. He stood up. His cap fell. The whole class began to laugh. He stooped to pick it up. A neighbor knocked it down again with his elbow.